Yeah, let me let me roast this cat real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, what's the name of this cat? Uh, his name is Mr. Cat, but he also goes by Oliver or Ollie. Um, he's very small, very skinny, but he's putting on some weight after we have uh, rescued him. This is Priyanka's cat, by the way. Um, and he's very needy. When I'm home alone with him, he will just start meowing in some arbitrary room. And then I have... <laughs> I have to go find where he is, pick him up, and I put him down beside me on the couch or the bed, and then I start petting him like back and forth along his back in a in a manner that most cats would probably hate, but I I don't know why he likes it. Maybe his fur is kind of itchy or something. And then usually I grab his butt and I kind of shake it back and forth, and he he enjoys that for some reason. And he I mean I'm assuming he enjoys it because he hasn't bit me in the process yet. <laughs> And then after a while, he starts uh, purring and bumping his head into anything he can in, in the cat-like way of, you know, I like this thing. Mm. And then eventually he settles down on the couch beside me and curls up into a little croissant and is content. And then I can go do my thing again. I wonder if, we're, if, the, <laughs> if the mic is picking him up right now because he's doing a very big purr. I can edit it out in post. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. Hey, what the, that's, you don't sound very confident in my ability to edit that out. Do you have a cat filter? I have a noise reduction filter. That's close enough. Okay, I hope that works. Um, he's looking very playful now. I'm just going to walk over to where I'm intending to record, which is in the kitchen, because it's far away from the road, which was picking up some sound earlier. How's your cat doing, Razzy? Oh, Roger is doing great. He's just taking a big nap. Oh, yeah. As he do. He's he's not doing anything super exciting, I guess. He's just... He gets to go outside a little bit. It's actually... He can't recently, because it actually snowed yesterday. Oh, yeah. My mom was telling me. How... Is it still there? Nah. It's actually... I saw a few flakes go by a few seconds ago, but besides that, it's been fine. It was snowing a bit in Hamilton, too, uh, that day. At least we're, we can't go outside in the first place. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I can't go outside at all because when Priyanka leaves for work, she takes the only set of keys, so I can't leave the apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I've really had the motivation to lately. I feel like I should like go outside for a run or something, or like I don't know, take the cat for a walk. But it's okay. Yeah. Man, I miss shawarma. <laughs> Me too. I'm really jealous of you, honestly. Sorry. I'm really jealous that you're in Hamilton, because I'm sure they have good restaurants there. They do have a shawarma place that Priyanka likes. Uh, I haven't had it recently, but, you know, she always gets the she gets the falafel instead of, like, the the meat. The meats. But that's good, too. I miss being, that's good one too. I miss being in Waterloo with you, uh, you and the old halfster, the halfpipe. Yeah, I miss that a lot, too. I was thinking about that. If we had a normal life right now, it would just be you and me and I'm a huffy sublet in our apartment. Just vibing. <laughs> That's true. At least uh, the three of us will be back together for our final term of school. Yeah, hopefully. Everything should be that. Yeah, I would hope so. God, I don't want to do this anymore. Stay inside? Yeah, Ramadan also makes it a bit worse, just generally. Really? Was I feel like if I was not eating all day, I would probably just stay in bed all day. I mean, I can't do anything, though, is the problem. That's true. Like, if at least if I could go outside, I could go outside, like, go on a walk, or, like, go hang out with friends, or like that. Like, I have those in Thunder Bay, but still. What have you been doing? Being a gamer? 
Uh, yeah, mostly. I've actually been trying to do some schoolwork, get prepared for next term, but not yet. That's cool. Have you been, like, hearing from your professors in terms of, like, what, like, social media we're going to be using for your classes? I have lots of professors who haven't even emailed us yet, so we will see. Yeah, some of them are going to struggle with it, I think. Oh, it's going to be hilarious. But, you know, people are saying Waterloo is, like, one of the biggest online Canadian schools in history now. Really? Yeah. At least that's what the president is saying. (laughs) (laughs) We got to be the best at everything. Yeah. MIT of the North, baby. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm really excited about this album. I hope you are. I'm also excited about this album. That's great. This is, uh, this is honestly one of my favorite albums of late, and I think it will continue to be as such, because I, despite the number of times I've had it on repeat, it still hasn't lost anything for me, which is a sign of a good album, I think. So, do you want to <laughs> hop right into it? Okay, Raz, so the album that I really love and we are listening to today and have listened to for the last week or so is called All Yours. I believe it is the third album from Widow's Peak. Uh, Yep. As we mentioned before, it's all one word, so it could be Widow Speak or Widow's Peak. This is up to your interpretation. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I really love this album. Um, what, uh, What was your first thought? Um, I guess my first thought when I first started listening to it is it was very, like, chill. It was vibe. It was mood, you know? Yeah, that's exactly what I enjoy from it. It's It has a very strong feeling and atmosphere, and it's very relaxing and meditative for me. Mm-hmm. It's a perfect album to be like, oh, if you just want to chill out, sit on the couch, just relax. It's awesome to listen to. I agree. Uh, I guess before we get too much into it, let's talk about the band a little bit. So Widow's Peak is from Brooklyn. They've been uh, together since about 2010. Uh, It started off with uh, the two main members, so the lead vocalist, and she plays rhythm guitar. Her name's Molly Hamilton. She has such a beautiful voice and just such a soothing, Mm -hmm. um, lovely voice. And then her counterpart is Robert Earl Thomas. He does lead guitar. Um... The two of them started the band together, and then since then, and in the, in this album, they have uh, the bassist, Willie Muse, and on the drums, we have James Jano. So pretty standard uh, kind of rock band setup. The instrumentation is pretty uh, straightforward. Um, yes, that's all I have to say <laughs> about the members. Yeah. I'm talking about genre. Yeah, let's talk about the genre. So... I mean, I think it's a pretty straightforward kind of alt-rock group, but I, I saw these genres listed on Wikipedia, and I thought some of them were kind of interesting. Uh, so the first one is indie rock, which is definitely apropos. Uh, the second one they had here is dream pop, which I've never heard before, but I think is very appropriate uh, just from the dreamlike quality of the of Molly's vocals. It's very soothing and, and dreamy, I have to say. Um, and Wikipedia is saying the style is typified by a preoccupation with sonic texture and atmosphere as much as melody, which um, mm-hmm. I think none of the none of the songs in this album are particularly um, none of them really stand out really, or there's nothing really uh, musically um, 
amazing about them, but I think what's really comes across strongly is the atmosphere and and the feel that you get from this album. It's it's like a comforting book, I guess, in a way. Yeah. Whenever I think of Dream Papa, I always think of like early Tame Impala. Sorry, hold up. The cat's meowing at me again. I'm just gonna go sit down on the couch with that. <laughs> stupid cat. Where are you? Don't leave me. Meow. Yeah. <laughs> come here, cat. Yeah, come on. Okay, he's so cute. <laughs> okay, we're just gonna hang out together here. Maybe he can uh, he can have his takes on the on the song. I don't know if he's listened to the album recently, but <laughs> that's fine. Um, okay, we're all good now. He's very slowly sitting down on his spot on the couch. He's like a little Sheldon boy. He says Bazinga, and he has his spot on the couch that no one else is allowed to sit on. Oh, okay, I understand. <laughs> okay. You should get him a little Bazinga shirt. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll clear that with Priyanka first. <laughs> yeah, she should probably be, uh, she should probably accept first. Um, okay, so getting back to the genres here, Wikipedia also lists cowboy pop, which I think is kind of funny. Sounds like the anime Cowboy Bebop. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, yeah you're right. You're fucking... <laughs> Woo! Uh, but cowboy pop is described as country influenced indie rock. I didn't really get a sense mm-hmm. of that on this album, but maybe the group does experiment with some more country themes later. Yeah, I didn't really get a country vibe either. I'd agree with. You. Okay, and then my favorite genre name here is shoegaze. Have you heard of this one before? No, I have not. Um, okay, so uh, from Wikipedia here we have. Shoegaze describes the stage presence of a wave of neo-psychedelic groups who stood still during live performance in a detached, introspective, non-confrontational state with their heads down. And they had their heads down because they use a lot of effects pedals. Uh, so they're kind of looking down at, at the pedals and, you know, the different sonic effects that they're adding to their to their guitars and whatever uh, during the concert mm. rather than staring at the audience, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a little a fun little uh, music nerd term that we can start throwing around now in this podcast. Mm, yeah, shoegaze. Shoegaze. I did like a cigarette motion with my hand. You did a what motion? Cigarettes. You oh know? yes. Like the two fingers over your mouth. Ah, we we. I remember that. The vintage of nineteen ninety. For some reason, shoegaze makes me think that you were walking outside and you stepped on a piece of gum, and now you're looking at your shoe like, oh fuck, <laughs> what did I do? It also sounds like a band by itself. Yeah, that could be a good band. I'm sure that's been like done. a nice e- emo band. <laughs> you know what's up. I know the type. Yeah, you know the type. We used to be there. We used to be at you boys. Oh yeah. Now we're lovely boys. <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> this cat is gonna be. He agreed with us. Yeah, he yeah he had agreed. I I think really he was disagreeing with the way I was petting him, but currently he's. Brushing his head into my fucking laptop, which I'm sure is getting picked up by the mic. That's fine. Let him do what he wants. He's a free spirit. Oh, I love him and he's so cute, but sometimes he just tests me. Okay. He doesn't like the way I'm petting him now. He's like kind of lunged at me with his teeth a couple of times, so we're going to be very gentle now. I see. Be polite. Be kind. Okay, he's very content. Uh, okay, so I hear you. I see you have some notes here about the label rest. Yes, I did. It seems like always the professional YouTubers talk about the label. Yeah. 
So I thought maybe we should talk about the label a little bit so we can pretend to be a bit more cultured than we are. Love it. Alright, so the label of this album is Captured Tracks, which is also based in Brooklyn, founded not too long before the actu- the band actually got started. Cool. Their flagship artists are Chris Cohen, Craft Spells, Deve, and Wild Nothing, who I've never heard of before. Uh, yeah, I haven't heard of any of those, except for Deve, which kind of looks like an HTML tag. Div. Got him. <laughs> div, 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 span, div. I like the name Captured Tracks. It's very on the nose. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan, too. Uh, I think, uh, apparently they've also worked with some British artists. I see you have The Monochrome Set, The Wake, The Servants, Stockholm Monsters, and Cleaners from Venues. Ven- oh, I appreciate oh. Venues, not Venues. <laughs> I, I kind of thought you misspelled that somehow. <laughs> what the heck is a Venus? True. I guess that kind of has a better rhyme to it. Clean it cleanest from Venus. <laughs> I imagine I imagine them like grabbing like a broom and cleaning up the venue after they just performed a great show. I think that's also a good image too. <laughs> okay, that can be our bad name. Cleaners, uh, cleaners from venues. Yeah, our cover band of this band we've never heard of before. <laughs> oh, I don't want to do a cover band. You got your own stuff. I don't have. I don't want to. I don't want to make music. That seems like it's a lot of like emotional availability you need to. Have. Well, I guess we're working up to that with the with the podcast, and the cat once again is agreeing with you here. All right, good. He can be our backup vocalist. <laughs> it's just like uh, in. Oh my god, he just bit my watch. It's just like in uh, Wii Music when you unlock the cat instrument, which is just your me and a cat going meow meow meow. Yeah, yeah exactly. Which is. From what I understand, the only instrument that Happy plays on Wii Music. Got him. Anyways, back to the album. Back to the album. Okay, I have a little story here about this album and how I discovered it. And it's just, I guess, part of the reason why it has such a special place in my heart. Um, so last summer, I was in San Francisco doing a uh, internship. And um, before I headed home, my my mom and my stepdad came out to San Francisco to hang out for a bit and do some vacationing. And one of the days they were there, we, um, we did a hike at Land's End Trail, which is um, kind of the western point of San Francisco, which just looks off to the Pacific Ocean. Very scenic, very pretty. And then we walked all the way down to Baker Beach, which has a great view of the Golden Gate Bridge. And it was a very long and hot kind of hiking day and I was very tired and my parents tend to have a lot more energy and motivation to go exploring on vacation more than I so I kind of end up getting dragged along sometimes even though I really definitely don't regret anything that they that we end up doing but anyway by the end of this uh, journey we were quite tired and we just needed some food and I pulled up on my phone what's like the nearest food place and we found this restaurant called Pizzetta 211 and it was a very hip little kind of hole in the wall place um with outdoor seating it's just a lovely day and the pizza there was so amazing but we're also quite hungry so it's hard to tell a judge qualitatively the 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 quality of the food anyway my point is we ended up at this restaurant after a very long day of um walking outside in the sun 
and this album was playing oh my god <laughs> the cat's like get to the point already bud <laughs> <laughs> the album was playing uh in its entirety on the radio in the restaurant and i was listening intently as we were waiting for our pizza and just really vibing with it and i could tell um without knowing what it was that it was kind of one cohesive album that they were playing straight through and i just like the fact that they did play the album straight through and um i think a good quality of this album is that it's very cohesive and you can tell um it all belongs together so i i had to ask the waiter what uh what the album was and he was nice enough to tell me and ever since then i've been a huge fan of this album all right that's a lovely story thank you sir and it also makes me really miss the good times of going outside and eating pizza. <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> okay let's get into the album itself then sounds good to me do you want to start with the album art sure i would love to start with the album art so the album art is a very nice blue background with a hairy mountain on it <laughs> and i think it's supposed to be a pun on widow's peak oh. where it's a peak with hair on it and widow's peak is like the vegeta hair where the point is like in the center and then you have like a empty space around it okay that makes a lot so of sense yeah, but I think it's kind of weird it's on this album and not the self-titled. Because the self-titled album is like, uh, I don't know, it's like what you would expect from uh, a self-titled indie band album that has nothing to do with the name. But this is just the name of the band and not the album. You know? I really never picked up on this at all, that it could be a metaphor for Widow's Peak. I don't even know if it's a metaphor necessarily. I think it's just a visual pun. Yeah, I guess that's what I was looking for. Reminds me of uh, yeah. the first All J album that has a River Delta in it, which is the yeah, 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 exactly the keyboard shortcut All J produces. Um, okay, I like I like this album cover a lot more. I always looking at it just thought it was like some weird uh, cropped out part of a horse's mane, which it kind of it really does look like. But I it's quite obviously a peak now that you point that out, and I don't think the horse's back has this kind of weird shape to it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh it's like the back of a dog but that doesn't have its tail oh yeah i can see that too i wonder how th yeah but it's supposed to be a mountain did you uh did you do some research on this because i couldn't really find anything in terms of the the background on it the album art no i just looked at it. <laughs> <laughs> i used my eyes to see what are you saying razzy <laughs> uh just a healthy bit of banter for them. Just a bit of banter. As a treat. As a, <laughs> cats can have a bit of banter as a treat. <laughs> Speaking um, of... Don't give Oliver Salami. <laughs> Speaking of cat, he just ran off. I, I don't think he likes me today, but that's okay. That's fine. He's probably just going into a corner to throw off. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta clean it. Cats be like that. They do. All right. So, the album itself is pretty slow. Yes. The songs are actually pretty long, even though the album itself is short. Like, the album is, like, what, 35 minutes? Uh, I think it's about... I'm seeing 44 on Spotify, and it's about 10 oh. songs. So, on average, that gives us about four and a half minutes per song, which is a pretty... Uh, some longer tracks. It's a longer track, so it's actually a longer album than I thought. I think it's because... Uh, the. The last album we talked about was so long. Yeah. <laughs> this feels a little short in comparison. Agreed. Um, 
But yeah, also I think the vi- the vibes of the song make them feel shorter than they actually are. What do you mean? Like because the songs are like so like transportative, that's like you don't notice them overstaying their welcome because they don't repeat themselves. Well, they repeat themselves, but it's in service of a mood and not because they don't have ideas, you know? Yeah, I definitely don't feel like the songs go on longer than they need to be, which is even on a good album or a good song, it can ruin it for me if you just have too many verses or repeat the chorus like five times at the end. It's like, okay, you you got your thought. It was good. Just don't drag it on more than it needs to be. But uh, It's like the super cheesy key change that you see sometimes where it's like, crap, this song is a minute and a half. We need an extra 45 seconds. Let's just take the chorus and the verse and just shift them up or shift them down. Let's get higher this time. <laughs> Pumbleja. Yeah. I think there's an actual name for it, but I don't remember enough music theory that it is. Let's go with key change. That's what I would call it. Yeah. The unnecessary key change. <laughs> um, but yeah, so despite what we've been saying, I, I think that all these songs are a good length. Um, they don't they don't draw it out more than it needs to be. And I think the length of a lot of them comes from kind of like jamming. Uh, they kind of sound a lot like live songs the outros tend to be a little bit long and there's you know like a guitar solo or something you'll see that a lot in the songs in this album um yeah yeah i i think to also continue on the like more music theory stuff that uh, i was talking about earlier uh, I think that the tremolo that you mentioned is actually something I also picked up on. It's like the the guitar has a very specific vibe to it whenever it shows up. Like it's always like sometimes it's even percussive. Like it's never the star of the show, you know? I agree. I think it's definitely a lot easier to listen to the vocals just because her voice is so pretty and uh, she really takes her time and enunciates her lyrics. Um, but yeah, I think the guitar does well at... Um, kind of sometimes mirroring the vocal line as well as kind of doing its own thing but you know more in the background so that it's not really the star of the show yeah exactly it's support um and just to expand on what you said about tremolo picking for those who are not guitarists it's uh, a style of picking one note very quickly in succession so it kind of sounds like <laughs> but a lot no, better um... <laughs> In a reference back to our first episode, our zeroth episode, the beginning of Rome has tremolo picking. Like that. Okay. You remember that? I don't, but I'm glad you, you called back the zeroth episode. <laughs> <laughs> Continuity. Continuation. The passage of time. You're good at like picking up when things repeat from earlier things. I kind of I tend to look listen to music as like each song is its own thing, but you're I think you're pretty good at drawing connections. I think it's a a habit that I have with everything, just like references and just like trying to find connections between things. This is the part of English class that I did not like, and that you ended up talking about a lot <laughs> in our class discussions. Yeah, yeah, screw you! You still got a better mark than me. <laughs> you didn't even show up <laughs> often. <laughs> And you still got a better mark than me. Uh, okay, and now we're getting back into a recurring segment called Beef Zone. <laughs> we, I have a listener comment, which is my fancy way of saying a friend of mine listened to the podcast and mentioned this to us, that he liked the Beef Zone and wanted it to be a recurring segment. So today's Beef Zone is brought to you by Mr. Loney. 
our horrible, horrible uh, IB coordinator at our high school. <laughs> Man, I think oh, if your... we ever actually, if this podcast ever takes off, we need to like can these first episodes because we drop way too many details about our friend group and school and teachers. <laughs> <laughs> No, I was thinking about that. There's a podcast I listen to where they start at episode 30. Yeah. Because the first 30 episodes were all way too personal. They called out specific friends in their friend group and stuff like that. That's funny. Yeah. So yeah, we would probably end up doing something like that. It's definitely not taking off. It's just... But if it did, we're definitely going to start at episode like 15 or 20. Yeah. Let's just call him Mr. L for now. Mr. Yeah. For the L's that he gave me. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. All right. Uh, where were okay, we before I think we started that's a good talking about segment. Mr. Loney? Oh, fuck, I said uh, it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we were just concluding the beef song. Okay. And it's time to talk about the first song on this album. We've wrapped up the beef and we're ready to take it home from the deli. <laughs> good. 250 grams. <laughs> 250 G's. Yeah, you know what's up. Is it time to listen to the first song? Let's listen, guys. Yeah, let's listen. Alright, would you like to begin the discussion? Yeah. So the first track on this album called All Yours is All Yours. This is the namesake of the album. Um, self-titled. Self-titled. I think it's uh, I think it's a great opener. Uh, it starts right off with that tremolo picking we were talking about. And just every time I start this album, it's the most soothing thing to me hearing this tremolo guitar come in. I don't know how to explain it, but it just kind of just let my shoulders drop back and all the all the stress washes away from me when i hear this yeah i think uh you said something in our first step in our zeroth episode where that album was a me album i think this album and i think it's most demonstrative in this beginning song that this is a you album okay why do you think that i think it's because um it's moody it's very very moody and I think that suits your uh, taste a lot. What uh, moody like? Um, how would you describe the moodiness? Well, I mean, like moody, I guess is more generally used as like sad. But I mean moody <laughs> in the sense that it, like it's a singular mood across the whole album, you know? Yeah, and, and you... like you get you get different twists of that mood and like different angles, but it's all the same like mood generally, like chill relaxed contemplative thinking doing it in different places in different songs but overall it's about that feeling you know i agree and so you you associate this mood with my person i guess i associate albums that are about moods to your person so you're gonna have to cut out my audio right there the cat just fucking scratched the scratching post and meowed at me (laughs) I'm definitely not going to do that. <laughs> he's in such a weird mood today. Usually he just sleeps for most of the day, but he's like running around, fucking with things, meowing. Maybe and it's because you're talking a lot more than you usually are. 
That's true. I usually am just a silent, uh, epic programmer. <laughs> a silent golem sitting on the couch. Golem. Yeah. Made of stone. Exactly. Or, or clay, I guess. I think it's clay. Golems are pretty sick, uh, um, I don't know how to say this. Mythological creature, I guess. Depending Literary on how reference. Literary, yeah, we'll go with that, <laughs> so we're not offending of people of any <laughs> heritage. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was going to say, we love the Jews. We do. God bless. God bless. Um, Yahweh bless. I th- I was really trying to not get into anything confrontational this episode, and <laughs> somehow I'm always treading lightly on people's culture. <laughs> no, you just got to be more... You can still talk about things without treading on them, you know? I Maybe I just have two left feet, because I'm always stepping on somebody where they shouldn't be. <laughs> You gotta educate yourself. That way you know how to talk about these kinds of things. That's true. This podcast has taught me a lot about different people's culture more than music, I think. <laughs> I think it's just me telling you. I don't know if you've le- <laughs> like, learned anything. It's like, hey, dumbass, don't do this. <laughs> or do this. Um, okay, so back to all yours. Uh, one thing I noticed about this song is that it's all major chords. And I think it's um, pretty indicative of what's to come. Most of the songs are are mostly major chords and are kind of um, superficially sound, I guess, positive because of that. Um, not too brooding or, you know, depressing, I guess. But um, I think that's an interesting uh, juxtaposition with the kind of more optimistic sounding music when the lyrics are a lot more, um, I guess, sad and contemplative and... Oh my god, the cat's back. <laughs> oh, what do you want, buddy? Okay, we're gonna have to sit down again. <laughs> it's honestly like raising a child on easy mode. <laughs> yeah, because the child can be not watched for a day and they'll survive. Yeah, he can feed himself. Okay, come over here, bud. He still need a lot of love, though. Yeah, come sit down. Not on me. I need to put the laptop on my lap. You must move. I love you, bud, but you gotta move your butt. Okay, here we go. Okay, let's see if we can get him to sleep here. <laughs> I was I was literally thinking about the cat this morning like a baby. I'm like, okay, I need to record this podcast today. I need to like put him down to sleep before we do this. But it, didn't, it didn't end up. <laughs> yeah, working make sure out. he's nice and bad. Okay, he's he's very slowly. Yeah, he doesn't like commit to sitting or laying down anywhere very quickly. He likes to just kind of put his belly down to the floor, but his legs are still standing up. And he's kind of looking around very carefully. He's like, mm, <laughs> "Is this where I want to spend the next two hours sleeping?" Hmm, and then I see. you gotta, you gotta knead it a little bit so you're just good. Yeah, he do like to make muffins. Oh yeah, I'm supposed to make brownies today. <laughs> oh yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. All right. Uh, do you want to talk about all yours some more, or are we good? I think we could move on. It's a good opener, I- is what I would have to say about it. Yeah, I think it does its job as an opener. It doesn't stick out too much by itself, but overall, it's a super solid beginning. Agreed. Let's go. Narrows. So the second track is called Narrows. Um, it has a very chill intro. It's kind of led by the bass line a little bit. And then 
Um, I think the highlight of this song is probably the vocalization. Um, and the lead guitar kind of mirrors the, the vocal line, which I really like. It's a nice effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in the chorus, it picks up a bit. The, the rhythm guitar comes in. Uh, it's a little noisier. But it's a very, it's a very composed, um, thoughtful, deliberate, I would have to say. Um, I don't have much to add on to that for the song itself, but this song just reminded me of what this album actually reminded me of. What's that? It reminded me of the XX. Have you heard of that band before? No. Um, I'm only familiar with their self-titled album, but it's a similar vibe to this band, except instead of like the, I guess, stoner theme to this album which we'll talk about more later it's more gothy but it's a similar vibe okay so that's all i have to say about this okay yeah i don't know i don't know why i don't have too much to say about this i think the lyrics are a little bit vague i really couldn't get anything out of it but it's a yeah. good song it it kind of follows up the the mood of the first song you really get a, a good sense of what the album's about it's very technical i guess it's like it's doing its job more than it's sticking out. Like, it's still easing you into the bathtub of this album. Sure. What's that metaphor about the lobster being in the pot and not noticing that it boils? I thought it was a frog. Oh, <laughs> that might be it. I think the lobsters scream when you put them in the water. <laughs> <laughs> Actually. The lobster is smart enough to know that he's getting cooked. Actually, it's just the air inside of the uh, the shells that comes out when they get boiled. So it sounds like he's screaming. Wow, this is the really the science side of Tumblr. <laughs> That's a good meme. Science. I might actually start using Tumblr again. I was thinking <laughs> about it. I didn't know you were I'm really on Tumblr. sick of Reddit right now. Yeah. Yeah, I used to use Tumblr in high school a lot. Is is Reddit just a lot of like Trump bad, coronavirus bad right now? I wish it was more like that, <laughs> but it is, it is a lot of like the same and it's just the same bad vibes. I just go on my subreddits and every time I go to the all or the front page, it makes me feel like it was a huge mistake. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, do you want to keep on grooving here with dead love? Yeah, let's get into some dead love, baby. So still. So still. I knew you'd say that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's have a listen. discussion absolutely um okay this track is called dead love parenthetical so still um i think this one sticks out a bit from the previous two it's a little bit more upbeat and fun um it it intros with uh kind of a loosely strummed rhythm guitar uh it's a really fun chord progression that kind of builds up um the uh the chorus has a cool kind of wah effect on the guitar it sounds uh it kind of sounds like a wave washing over you um it's kind of it's like uh i don't know what this effect is called maybe i should have researched it but i think it's used a lot in the black keys album um turn blue oh yeah do you know what i'm talking about 
Uh, is it in, like in the middle, like on the guitar? It kind of sounds like wah. Oh yeah, yeah, I hear it now. Yeah. Um, fun fact about this effect: you can, I think you, you know how an electric guitar is? It has like that little handle at the base of the guitar that you can kind of fuck around with to make it. Yeah, the whammy bar. Oh, the whammy. I guess that's what we'll call this. Um, but fun fact I learned from my guitar teacher that you can um, kind of make this effect even on an acoustic guitar by uh, really holding strong the the base of the guitar and grabbing the head and kind of like just wrenching it both ways so that the strings actually like become shorter and longer and you get that wah effect. Oh, I thought that was the effect. The effect was when you like shake the neck like forward and back in a wave. Yeah, that's that's what I was trying to describe. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like you like take the guitar and you just tilt it up and down on your thing. It's like I remember you showing me that. Yeah, it's a fun little effect just to uh, <laughs> kind of end the song with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really fun. Um, the second verse of this song is kind of fun. They they get rid of the the strummy guitar and it's just the bass line that carries it with the vocal line. And yeah, uh, yeah I just think this song is really fun. Um, which, uh, once again, kind of contrasts with the, the lyrics. Yeah. Because it's like, it's part of the vibe of the album. It's like, you're thinking about things, whether they're good or bad, it's kind of irrelevant. It's like, it's most, mostly the mood of being contemplative. Yeah. Um, I guess just to dive into the lyrics a little bit, uh, the first lyric is back in town again, and she kind of recalls how she she ran into an ex-lover uh who's with a new person and i guess she's kind of i guess obsessing about this this new person and recalling their relationship and kind of wondering if if they could have worked it out if they if they stayed together but i guess the the title kind of suggests that you know it kind of didn't work out for a reason they, they their love is dead I think this that, is a pretty common theme in the lyrics is kind of um, kind of happening to think about a past lover and, you know, remembering them with all of their all of the good parts and their flaws and, you know, kind of wondering if if they should have stayed together or recalling why they why they broke up. Yeah. Which, again, is really contrasts with the, the fun nature of the of the song. Right. I have nothing more to add to that. I think you knocked it out of the park. Thanks, Rez. Let's move on to Stoned. Okay, this song is called Stoned, and I think Rezzy kind of alluded to the fact that this album is... In some ways, kind of like a stoner album, not in terms of uh, the lyrics, but in terms of the vibe. Um, yeah. It's very low-key and uh, slow-paced. And I think especially in this song, uh, the vocals done by Molly Hamilton here are very... It kind of sounds like, like a stoner is singing the song. Um, the first verse is very uh, drawn-out, sleepy. It's kind of a lower pitch. Um Sounds like she just smoked a fatty blunt. <laughs> I'm to You're say not that. allowed to say that on radio. 
I was just gonna ask you, can I say that on this podcast? <laughs> Go for it. I'm gonna stop you. It's funnier to say that I can't. You can't though. <laughs> okay. Um. Anyway, that's kind of the vibe for this song. Although it's it's much more than just uh, haha, I smoke weed kind of song. It's uh. Dude, I love Rick and Morty. Yeah. <laughs> Razzy, it's the funniest thing. I just turned myself into a pickle. Funniest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> I love those memes on Twitter where they just take a clip of somebody laughing like a YouTuber or a streamer or something, and they just, <laughs> instead of laughing at whatever content it originally was, it's just the, that Rick and Morty clip where he turns himself into a pickle. <laughs> That's a good one. It's like Keemstar laughing really hard at, I turned myself into a pickle. <laughs> uh, it's funny because it actually is funny. Um, anyway, the uh, I don't know what else to say about this song musically. It's uh, it's also low-key. They got uh, like this bar chord progression that's also very low-key. Um, the chorus has this uh, kind of call and response feel. Uh, she's singing you've got me faded and stoned afterwards um i think this uh the backing track is a little bit more subdued on this one and she has a bit more fun with the vocalizations her voice is really pretty on the song yeah it is um and i guess in terms of the lyrical content um what she's describing is what the feeling was like with a past lover that just being with this person was so um, all-encompassing. It just such a strong feeling that it was like being stoned. Like she, she's just drawn into it completely and kind of absorbed by it. Yeah. Um, one of the lyrics I like, she says, and it felt like velvet and it felt like home. Um, kind of nice things to say about what it's like to be with a person. But once again, I think we, we get the sense from the lyrics that this is a past lover. They, they're they not together anymore, but she's just kind of recalling what, what their relationship was like. Yeah. Okay. I do have something to actually add to the discussion on this uh, song. Great. I, th- I think the guitar in the beginning is really weird. I don't know if I like it or not, but like it fades out and it's never seen again, which is kind of strange. Hmm. Like I the didn't... very mechanical sounding guitar in the beginning. Just like the like the lead rhythm guitar. Oops, I mean no. It's like guitar. the one that sounds like it's like just neutraling, and it's like in the very first couple seconds. Okay. And then it kind of just fades out at the end. I guess the lead guitar kind of um, becomes the main focus later in the song. Oh yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. Um, oh yeah, we- it shows up back again. Right. Do you want to move on to girls? Yeah, let's talk about girls. Okay, I like girls. Congratulations. <laughs> what's that What's that scene in SpongeBob where somebody says congratulations to, to SpongeBob or, or Patrick? I wish Huffy was here. He would actually know this. He's like, oh, <laughs> it's when they're in line for the bathroom with Bubble Buddy and Bubble Buddy's in the latrine. And oh, yeah. Spongebob turns oh, around yeah. and says to the guy behind him, that's my friend in there. <laughs> and the guy who's been waiting in line for so long says, congratulations. <laughs> that's nice. I just big brain that one. Yeah, that's like Brad Tad and Chad all over again. <laughs> all over again. Yeah. 
I think I added Chad. It's just Brad and Tad, right? I think and it's Fairly Odd Parents. I think it's Tad and Chad. <laughs> Is it Tad and Chad? Hold on one second. I love them. <laughs> I cannot believe you remembered. <laughs> yeah, it's Tad and Chad. You're right. There's no Brad. For reference, these are Fairly Odd Parents characters that somehow I pull out of my ass remembering their names. <laughs> <laughs> I was very proud of myself for a couple hours there. No, I'm still proud of you. Like, <laughs> almost a year later. Thanks, Dan. No problem, son. Uh, and just to specify on a comment I made earlier, I like one girl specifically, and she's my <laughs> girlfriend. Also, she is a girl and my friend. Alright, congratulations. <laughs> okay, on with the song. <laughs> talk about it oh god damn it Razzie, i love this song <laughs> good stuff all right take it away all right this song is called girls it's the longest track on the album it's about six minutes and it's just a really good jam uh i listened to a live version of this song recently and wow they just rocked it um one one thing you notice immediately is that they added a harmonica we haven't heard a harmonica yet in this album but um, it's used sparingly for those harmonica haters out there. <laughs> um, I, what I like about it is that it often mirrors the vocal line, just like the lead guitarist does. And it's actually the lead guitarist playing both guitar and harmonica in this song, as I, as I found out from watching the, the live version. Um, the harmonica gives it a really cool vibe to it. Um, and it's like it's a real jam song. Like, everyone... Um, Everyone just gets into a really good groove. Like, there's a cool bass line. The lead guitarist is having fun with his guitar and harmonica. Um, and there's a really long jam at the end of the song. That's something you'll notice a lot about the songs in this album. There's Usually the intros are pretty long. Like, there's, like, a good, like, four, four bars coming in. And then there's sometimes a jam on the way out. Um, yeah, I just love the instrumentation on the song. The live version I listened to has a freaking killer uh, guitar solo at the end. Um, I guess that's how I would describe the instrumentation. Razzy, I would definitely suggest going back to listen to that live version I have linked here. 100%. I will. Um, you have any, any thoughts about the instrumentation here, Raz? Um, I guess it's kind of related to instrumentation, but I really like in this song how different instruments come in and out throughout the whole song yeah it makes it feel like a jam like you mentioned earlier like it's one person singing by themselves and a bunch of other people with their own instruments coming in supporting and then leaving yeah absolutely it's kind of like a communal thing i guess um i'm not sure if i've got my uh music knowledge right here but it might be kind of like a bluesy song where uh, kind of each each instrument gets to have its own little uh, solo. In that in that regard, what you're talking about it reminds me of a Led Zeppelin song called "You Shook Me," which is a great song. I'll get you to listen to one day. 
All right, yeah. You'll get your chance. Maybe after the next one. Yes. Um, this You Shook Me song, it's one of my favorites, me and my dad's favorites. We used to blast it in, a, in our Ford F-150 as we uh, drove down to play roller hockey in the summer of my childhood. <laughs> has- Mostly Chara Boy. I like that song because it has three solos. There's a harmonica solo, an organ solo, and then just an absolutely shred of a guitar solo. Good stuff. Um, so that's the parallel I'm drawing for this song. Also, I think uh, the cowboy genre, the cowboy pop thing that was mentioned earlier, makes mm-hmm. a lot more sense with this song specifically. Yeah, I guess you get the, the country feel from the harmonica then? Yeah, exactly. Sure. And I think generally it's a lot more naturalistic than the other songs on the album uh like more acoustic sounding yeah yeah exactly for sure um just to kind of briefly mention the lyrics here um i guess uh molly hamilton here that's her name right i've been saying her name right that's her name okay uh she's kind of talking about um she's referring to the girls but i think it's just about people in general um seeing people younger than you um looking like they have it all figured out and finding success with what they're doing and you uh, being older than them and kind of wondering like, why don't I have it figured out yet? And why can't I be like them? And I guess kind of there's a feeling of motivation to, to be better and, and find your way. Um, she kind of talks about how initially she felt jealous, but as she gets older, she realizes, um, you know, she should be proud of them and just kind of find her own, her own path in life. Yeah, which is a good message. I think I can relate to that. I think we're starting yeah. to get to the age where we can see, like, celebrities who are younger than us being very successful. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, like Lil Nas X. Oh my <laughs> god, that hurts me whenever I look how old he is. I mean, I love that guy, but I still, I still think it's funny that how popular he's become from one song. <laughs> no, he's also just a really funny Twitter person. Yeah, I follow him on Twitter. He's cool. He's hilarious. <laughs> but, like, he's, like, one year younger than us. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And he he's was the on... same age as Huffy. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now you understand, right? Uh, that makes me feel better about myself because, you know, I guess we're too old, but, you know, Happy could be doing that, too, now. Yeah. I'm going to double check just to make sure. I'm yeah, playing... 1999. This one's on Happy, okay? He's got to take the, the blend of this one. Okay, yeah, so again, lyrics, um, very meditative, uh, not super in line with what you expect from the, the musicality of the song, but both are great, love them both. have to say, probably one of my favorite songs on this album. Gives me a little shiver sometimes when I hear that harmonica come in. Alright, ready to talk about A Borrowed World? This one's called Borrowed World. What you'll first notice about it is that we have a male vocalist, a uh, lead vocalist. Um, he kind of has an interesting uh, twang to his voice. I'm not sure who is singing on this one. I'm going to guess the lead guitarist. Yeah, I was about to ask you. I couldn't figure out anything about who was actually singing in the male sections. Yeah, I, did, I couldn't find a live version either, but 
I'm going to assume it was our homie uh, Robert Earl Thomas. Dog bless. Robert Earl Thomas sounds like like he wrote a popular um um like a <laughs> he sounds like a JJ Abrams type if you know what I'm saying. Like he did something really important. Like he wrote uh one of those novels type like Lord of the Rings style. Why did you say JJ Abrams? He's a director. Oh yeah, I thought he was the guy who wrote <laughs> No, he just made the movie. Wait, who's the guy who did uh Lord of the Rings? That's R J R Tolkien. Yeah. God, am I? I'm blanking so hard. What's the popular uh, HBO show about dragons? Oh, George R. R. Martin. Yeah. <laughs> For Game of Thrones. Uh yes, that one show I've never or seen. Or Song of Ice and Fire. Remember when our when the homie Callum arranged that song for us in band? That was a good time. I did like Dog Bus Callum. Yeah, I just did. I haven't seen in a long time. You, you couldn't see it, but I just did like a little, like I kissed my fingers and put it up to the sky for him. Yeah, we got it. We got to do a salute and then the kiss fingers. <laughs> okay, I'm doing the salute right now. Shout out. Okay, let's get back into it. Um, so yeah, the first thing you notice is the male vocals. Uh, the song also feels a bit different. I think it's a faster pace. The uh, The rhythm guitar is prominent again. I didn't. I couldn't find the chords, but I'm kind of guessing one of the two chords they alternate between here is a minor. So it does have a bit of a a more depressing sound. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah, I, I also a, noticed that. I need a word between sad and depressing that's a little bit more um, appropriate. Melancholic. Oh, there we go, Razzy. Thank God you're here. Your boy loves English. <laughs> you do. Um. I, nothing really stands out musically about this one too much. It's not one of my uh, favorite songs on this album, but uh, <laughs> I like the first line where he says, I'm in up to my eyeballs. Yeah. I just think that's kind of, it sounds kind of funny just off the rip for me. Yeah, it is a, it's a bit more goofy than the tone of the song would make you think, which I like. Yeah. Uh, the lyrics, I kind of just briefly looked at them. I just kind of get the sense that he's worn out by life. He has a lot of uh, responsibilities and stress to deal with. He's kind of talking about how he feels like he should be paying attention, but he he, he doesn't end up doing it, which I, I think is relevant kind of nowadays with all the shit that's going on in the news. And you kind of feel like you need to be concerned about a bunch of different things, but you're just yeah. kind of like so tired of it all. I definitely feel up to my eyeballs right now. Yeah. <laughs> When you were a kid and your parents asked how full you were, did you ever, like, do a measurement in terms of how high it was in your body? No. <laughs> no? Is that not a thing you've done? I just told them that I was full. <laughs> well, my parents would often ask how full I was, and I would, like, I would raise my hand, and, like, if it was above my head, that's, like, max full. Like, I can't eat another Max capacity. Bite. Yeah. So that's kind of what I'm imagining when he says, when he's up to his eyeballs, like, he's, like, pretty much had it now. Yeah. Um, there's like a little bit left I think uh, the nice twist in the lyrics here is that he kind of repeats the line living in a borrowed world with you it's you know melancholic as you would say in terms of you know we're still kind of like uh, fuck this life is hard sometimes but it's like but I'm with you and you know kind of the reprieve from the stress of life is the person you're with and they make things yeah. better for you oh 
You actually mentioning that just reminded me of something. I think every song in this album references the name of the song in the song. Huh. Yeah. I think all of them do that. Yeah, I think the song titles are pretty straightforward in terms of, like, you could pick them out from the song. Yeah, they're just, like, the most important words in the song. Which I I guess is pretty cool, but it's, like, I also like it sometimes when the name of the song is, like, separate from the lyrics. It's more about the song as a whole. I don't know. Sure. I think... uh, Just wanted to point that out. I guess they're not trying to do anything too fancy here. It's kind of, you know... The, uh, the yeah. lyrics are pretty straightforward, and so is the music, and um, I guess it's also good just for new listeners in terms of remembering what that song is called. Yeah, for sure. You don't have to overcomplicate everything. Sure. Just because I want it. <laughs> but I want Actually, it. I, I think it's fine for this album. I think it makes sense for this album. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Okay. Cosmically we... aligned. Wait, can you can you get a clear take without me interrupting you? I mean, it doesn't matter. I could just take you out of interrupting me. Damn, you're gonna really take me out like that? I'm gonna take you out. Shot through the heart. Today, I wanna go to Merla May. I do, but it's closed. <laughs> Wait, somebody told me it was open when I was in town. What? What? When? Um. Like, when I was in town, like, two weeks ago, I think Sydney told me it was open, and that, I guess, I guess it's okay, because, like, it's, like, you go to the window, right, to order? Yeah, it is open. Nice. Nice. You you should go, uh, go for a little car trip. Maybe. Well, I mean, I can't eat it until later, so maybe after, uh, Rosa opens, I'll go get and hop in a car and go there. Yeah, that's good. Alright, sounds good. Okay, let's have a listen. This is cosmically aligned. Uh, the thing that stuck out to me the most compared to the other songs is the really beachy guitar. You might know like the actual word for what I'm thinking of. Did you notice that? Yeah, I definitely know what you're saying. Yeah. It's very... like I mentioned this earlier about different kinds of vibes for the same idea, but this is like you're relaxing, you're on the beach, it's warm, and you're just thinking about the things that happened in your life. Also... Yeah. I don't know if I'm reading into it too much, but it seems like this is a lesbian song, which is nice. Um, I can see how you, the lyrics are a bit ambivalent about that, but we can we yeah. can we can make it that. These bitches gay. Good <laughs> for them. We we stand the lesbians. Yeah. Is, it, is it just me, or is every day on Twitter Lesbian Awareness Day? <laughs> Like, we got to be aware of them. As if we stop looking at them, they'll go away. Like uh, scientific particles. The Schroeder- Schrodinger's lesbians. <laughs> they uh, don't exist unless observed. Okay, we shall continue to observe them. It All just right, seems good. like every time I go on Twitter, it's like somebody is talking about lesbian awareness. And I'm like, I mean, I totally agree. But also, is that every day? Or maybe they yeah. have a whole month or something. Who knows? 
I think you should just be aware at all times. Okay, I'm aware of them. I'm doing it right now. I'm aware, and yes, I'm very aware. Okay, good. Okay. All right, so part of the... I'm just going to go into the lyrics really quick. Yeah. Is that um, it seems like this is... Uh, the this the narrator is talking about a relationship they had with someone who is like very um. What's the word I'm looking for? Like, like not like not religious, but like spiritual. Okay, yeah, they're into like those mystical type of quasi sciences. Mystical. That's exactly what I was looking for. Yeah. So they're into like, this is actually a theme that gets referenced later, mm-hmm. which is gonna be exciting. But um, the idea of, like, uh, the relationship not working out because their star signs were wrong or the aura wasn't right or something like that. Right. The, the, the title, Cosmically Aligned, is, is repeated a lot through the lyrics. And As we weren't cosmically aligned. Right. The, the narrator is saying, she used to say we were never cosmically aligned. And that's, that's repeated a lot. Um, so it, it seems like someone lamenting a relationship that was just never meant to work out. I agree. I do. I can definitely see the interpretation of like how an astonishing amount of people, but I'm going to, I'm going to make a judgment call here and say a lot more women tend to be interested in uh, Zodiac signs. Something that you encounter if you ever swipe through Tinder for more than two people. <laughs> I mean, it's fun. I like Zodiac signs. Yeah, it can Not be fun, but some people it. take it too far and it really pisses me off. <laughs> Like, yeah, the if you kind want to of, take it seriously, it's separate. Yeah, like the kind of person to say, oh, that's such a Leo thing to do. It's like, okay, I can't stand you already. <laughs> that is a very Leo thing to say. <laughs> For reference, I'm not a Leo. I'm actually an Aquarius, so fuck you. No. Oh, look at you. You're a fish. Congratulations. Psych, I'm actually a Sagittarius. Oh, everyone just got trolled on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I thought Aquarius was after Scorpio. I don't know the order. I just know I'm a Sag. Sag? Oh, yeah, yeah. Never mind. You're right. You're right. Wait, are you? No, you're not a Sag. I'm at the start of Sag. You're the one before me. Yeah, I'm Scorpio. Scorpio's pretty tight. Yeah, Scorpio's pretty tight. I'm a big fan. Um, so, yeah. There's that kind of trashy interpretation. <laughs> not to roast <laughs> your interpretation, but like I guess the part that I would like to buy into more is uh, what I see you also wrote down is the star-crossed lovers. That's kind of yeah. what I, I think, um, that's what I like to interpret cosmically aligned is just kind of like another of, another way of saying star-crossed lovers. I think it's kind of clever the way she puts it. Um, yeah. And I guess more than, um, I guess what you were touching on before about how the relationship didn't work out, um, I guess she's talking about those types of relationships where it seems like fate just kind of drove them apart. Like it could have worked, but you know, maybe they moved to a different city yeah. or they got a, a different job or something. And it's just like, ah, like a misconnection. Like we could have made it, we could have made it work maybe, but it just, it was not meant to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just a backup on the, the uh, interpretation, just because I want to explain myself a bit better. Yeah. Basically, the interpretation I was thinking of, there's the difference between like, oh, it was star-crossed, we were not meant to happen, or the speaker is talking about it being star-crossed, like, the other person thought it was not meant to happen, but they were still really willing to, like, fight for it, but the other person wasn't. I see, so you're saying the, the person, the girl she's talking about was, was kind of of the opinion that they were not meant to be. 
Yeah, exactly. And that's what I meant when talking about the association with the zodiac signs, where it's like the other person was saying, oh, our star signs are wrong, our auras are wrong, we can't do this. But the singer still cared a lot about them and was and didn't care about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So it's ultimately the same idea. <laughs> just like it depends on uh, your interpretation is just changes based on whether or not you think the singer is on board with this kind of stuff. Yes, I'm very not on board with trashy ass pseudoscience zodiac motherfucking astro astrological bullshit. Oh, this gets me riled up, but I'm gonna calm down because that's a, such a pig thing to say. <laughs> a pig? Yeah, you Chinese zodiac. Oh, <laughs> what Chinese zodiac are we? Uh, I think we're tigers. Damn, okay, actually, I buy into that one now, because I do be kind of like a sick-ass tiger, though. No comment. <laughs> no comment. I'm not going to let that go. I know I'm a tiger. I don't know about you. <laughs> Whoa. You're on your own. Okay, I'll be the fucking monkey or whatever. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, 1998. Yeah, we're the tiger? Yeah. Cool. Um, so despite how worked up I'm getting about the lyrics, uh, I think the song has almost like a lullaby quality to it in terms of how easygoing it is. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think the vocal line is really the highlight of this one. Um, she kind of transitions between a, a lower register in the verse and a higher register in the chorus, which is really pretty. Um, and I have written down here carousel interlude. Do you know what I'm what I mean by that? I think so. You mean like the the part in the middle? Yeah, after like the second chorus, I think. It's uh it's in three four and it's kind of sound. There's like a little interlude after the second chorus that. Oh yeah yeah yeah! I hear it now. It kind of sounds like a do 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 like a song you would mm -hmm. hear on the on a carousel or in the circus or something. Mm -hmm. I think it's just a fun little fun little interlude that I enjoy. Yeah. I think it's maybe it's supposed to associate it with the summertime and beaches more, where it's like a little carousel festival, like piers on beaches. Yeah, I have to, I feel this is such a like a California type of vibe for a album, and I'm surprised that they are from Brooklyn. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that's a good point. Brooklyn's like, hey, I'm walking here. <laughs> I'm gonna go to the carousel. The <laughs> I'm gonna go hang on the the horsey. I'm gonna take a Tony over to the carousel. We're gonna have a good time. <laughs> okay, Raz, do you want to carry on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. Okay. My baby. Your baby. And what is my baby gonna do? Carry on. Okay, let's do that. He's gonna. Indeed. <laughs> this is such a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was a very smooth transition. Yeah, it was perfect. Okay, I'm definitely gonna, have a gonna keep that. a lot of very different elements being brought together here and it's still very cohesive which i really appreciate so we have the very classical sounding guitar we got a piano we got a guitar coming in closer to the end 
So it's very, it's like just really solid for the whole like exemplary of the whole album. Yeah. I, I see the Shakers beach vibe that you have on here. And I think it kind of continues that vibe from the last song. And it's uh, almost yeah. like the the whole album is kind of like transporting you from place to place. Okay. And I think this song does a really good job of like continuing the theme, but also like moving us into the next song, which I really like. I think overall, this is probably my favorite song out of all of them. Yeah, this is definitely top two or three for me. This is, it really stands out. Um, yeah. And I think in terms of what you're talking about for a location where you imagine the song, I really imagine this one to be a beach. Uh, as you mentioned before, there's the shakers. And whenever I hear shakers, I automatically think of like sand and being on the beach. Yeah. And the first line includes uh, the word summer babes. So I'm just imagining <laughs> just, you know, having your summer bod out on the beach, having a nice time in the sun. And the song is just so happy and optimistic. It feels like a summery song. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, talking about the lyrics for a second, there was actually a continuation of the mystic theme from the previous song where we talk about tarot cards and palm reading. Yeah, it's interesting. I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, I was just going through the lyrics really quick. They talk about the cards on the table. They also talk about palms. So I guess the reason why it's brought up is we're talking about the future. Hmm. And we're talking about trying to predict the future. Cool. Especially since... um. There are some earlier references to like being hiding and the noise upstairs, so I assume this was going to be about like a relationship that's like secret or quiet. Mm-hmm. And it's like um, they're trying to use these kinds of more mystic things to see what's going to happen to them in the future. Um, did you get the sense from reading the lyrics that they're kind of in in progress with this relationship, but she's kind of realizing that he's going to move on? Um, uh, I don't think so. Let me double check the lyrics, actually. Let me try to find where I, where I read that. I th- yeah, I, I yeah, think, I think so. I think the line, I had my cake and you had your doubt, really sticks out to me. Um, it's kind of like being with a person, you can kind of tell they're starting to look at other people and just not really involved in the relationship anymore. That's the vibe I'm getting from this. Yeah, yeah, that makes more sense. Which I think ties into the title, My Baby's Gonna Carry On, which I think superficially, I thought it was like a really positive kind of message, like, yo, you know, it's okay, we can carry on, blah, blah, blah. But I, what I'm starting to think about it now is like, like my baby, like literally my my partner is, is gonna move on for me. Yeah, I don't know why. I guess I should have read these lyrics more. That makes way more sense than what I was talking about. But I think the uh, the mystical elements is still there, but it's mostly talking about ignoring them. Like, ignoring the signs that in the future this is not going to work out, and trying anyways, until you come to the realization that the other person is better off without you. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with what you just said. I think you wrapped it up very nicely. All right. Um, one last thing I want to talk about this song. Uh, before anything else you want to talk about, obviously, is uh, I really like the guitar that's like a very rock sounding guitar that kind of acts as a percussive noise element. I think it's really cool. I think it fits the summer vibe really well. I uh, like the really distorted sounding electric guitar. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I like, I really like this whole album's use of guitars just generally. I think it's really, it goes to show that like they can be subtle. Yeah, for sure. There's not always a lot of subtlety with electric guitars, but they do it well. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, I I'm gonna go for go for the hail mary here in terms of uh, uh trend or um associating the song with another. I'm calling out "Gold on the Ceiling" by the Black Keys. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mostly in terms of like the guitar distortion, like it's really fuzzy and you can like barely hear what he's doing it, but it it kind of it has a cool vibe. Yeah, like the guitar uh, texture is is pretty similar. Yeah, cool. I'm glad we agree. Yeah, I always agree with you, Milan. Thanks, Raz. <laughs> Except for when you're wrong. Oh, Coke bottle green. Before we move on, what are your thoughts oh. on this uh, having been a closer? What if we just ended the album here? Oh, that's an interesting question. I wasn't thinking about that. Mm, let me listen to the uh, last few seconds of the song again. Yeah, I would have been okay with that. I I mean, it depends on, I guess, the vibe you want to end with. I think this one just sounds so happy and optimistic, and it could be a good closer. Um, and this is the eighth track, so it would have been a little bit short, but I think this could have been a good closer. And honestly, the first... But most of the listens through, sometimes I just kind of end it here. I don't care as much for the last two songs, but um, I have come to appreciate them a bit more after looking into them with more depth. Yeah. I think uh, I would have been okay with it, but I actually like the last two songs quite a bit. Yeah, I see you have a lot of notes on them. So let's uh, let's move on to Coke Bottle Green. All right. Coke Bottle Green! <laughs> Yeah. Let's yell it again this time, just because the first time was unnecessary, <laughs> and I might get edited out. Before we get into it, I think the reason why I like these last two songs, as the reason why I like these last two songs, is because they fill a similar role to the first two songs in the album. Where if these four songs were gone, the album might be tighter, but it wouldn't be as much of a mood album. It would be, it would be a little more desperate, right? Like these four, the beginning and the ends, like kind of are the glue that hold the hold the whole thing together. I agree exactly with what you're saying. All right, perfect. And um, even though these two are like very chill, I think they do a really good job of bringing the energy back down and bringing you back to rest from the last song, which was a lot more energetic and a lot like happier. Yeah. So I think um, it fills its role really well, even though as a song on itself, uh, it's not as impressive as some other songs on this album. Sure. All right. Uh, as the, uh, for the song itself, it's pretty lo-fi, simple chords, it's not trying to rock your socks off, we got an acoustic rhythm, simple lead, nothing too, like, boisterous. The lyrics itself, it's about being an introverted person dodging social events because of an old relationship, who, and the person is still sticking around being friends, and the narrator is still bitter, and they aren't over the relationship yet. Yeah. Like, and they're still, like, holding on to a fantasy that the relationship could still be going, even though they know that it is a fantasy. I'm glad you got something out of these lyrics, because I had some trouble with them. Yeah. I do like Anyways, the, you... the chorus about, I've been bitter, and it's getting the better of me. Yeah. I think that's kind uh, of uh, funny. I, I like that the uh, 
the narrator is, still, is clearly still pretty self-aware of what's going on, but they can't help themselves. Yeah. They can't help themselves from feeling the same. Also, it took me a while to understand what they meant by Coke Bottle Green. Because it's like... It's gla- It's empty. Like, <laughs> there's no color to it. But uh, I realized I was actually talking about the glass ones, and then it made a lot more sense. Yeah, it's kind of like a nostalgic image to focus on. Yeah, I was thinking that too. And it makes it feel a bit older, the song. Just because it's an older reference. Maybe yeah. that's the kind of vibe that they were going for, to try and be- like bring us back to the past a little bit. I don't know. I could see that. Alright. Uh, unless you have anything more to say about the song, I think we can move on. Yeah. I think I'm good. I uh, right. I think forcing myself to listen to this one again, I do appreciate it a bit more. I do like the acoustic nature of it. Um, yeah. It's a very pretty song. As Yeah. As I mentioned earlier, it, it does a lot better when it's contrasted against the rest of the songs on the album. But by itself, it's uh, it's simple. Yeah. This would be a good one to play like around a campfire. Yeah, exactly. All right, okay. let's talk about some hands. So this is Hands, and this is our outro song to the album. Um, it's very sorrowful. I like the, what you put here with sympathetic strings. It's yeah. very evocative of what the song actually is trying to portray here. I really like how it starts off very simple, and then it slowly starts to ramp up into this really like ensemble-feeling ending, which is really warm, which is nice in contrast to some of the colder songs that we've been listening to a little earlier and it feels like yeah this is the end of the album everything's coming together and i wouldn't have it any other way personally i almost don't want to say anything because i think that was a great way of wrapping it up all right um just to talk about some uh, lyrics real quick the song is about trying to console other people and having their hands supporting you as in that all pe- not all people are perfect and we are all individually flawed, but we need to um, work together and we need to like appreciate the presences of others and um, try to work together to survive. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all great. vibe, baby. It's a very wholesome vibe out of it. Yeah. I think this is a really solid ending to the album. Uh, one lyric that I picked out that I like is she says, you're always so present and your presence was a gift. I think there might be a little bit of a wordplay there because presents uh, really clever. sounds like um, like Christmas present and she's talking about how it was a gift. Yeah. I did not catch that. That's super clever. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Big um, brain. Yeah, it's just a very warm, warm, kind of fuzzy, happy song to end with. It's one of those songs that's kind of hard to describe with words. You just need to listen to it. I agree. Especially like listening to the whole album, like this is like the perfect way to leave it Uh, and i'm glad that they have a little bit of string orchestration in here i think that's often a good way to close out a song Mm -hmm. yeah definitely i've had an emotion yeah i guess maybe that maybe that comes from like um 
like films where um like a like an outro song might be more string heavy do you know what i'm saying yeah for example exit music for a film mm-hmm. are there strings in that i thought there were i'm not sure anymore <laughs> <laughs> wait i'm thinking of a different song radiohead's definitely known for having some good strings i know they're the yeah. guitarist uh or one of their guitarists johnny greenwood has done a lot of uh like string orchestration like he's wrote like like classical music that's been performed oh, that's cool. by orchestras before so he's that's very awesome. talented in that regard so uh your closing thoughts milan john paul di giuseppe um okay so i'm proposing the a new scale in terms of rating albums or songs uh, I'm going to call it the In My Feelings scale, <laughs> which might be more appropriate for songs like this that are a lot more uh, mood and atmosphere um, focused. So the scale, as I describe it, I, I guess there, you could start at zero where you don't really have any of these feelings that I'm about to describe next. I think the first real level is kind of listening to the song and smiling to yourself like, damn, this is a good song. <laughs> do you yeah. ever do that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, the second level uh is uh, a shiver down your spine do you get that when you listen to like a really good song for the first time free songs yeah baby yeah i was actually just about to bring it up that's i think it's so rare for me getting a song that gives you a shiver down your spine like you yeah. you know right away that's good music and it, you'll hold on to it for a while okay and the last the top tier level three it brings a single manly tear to my eye <laughs> which i do get sometimes if i'm in the right mood <laughs> yeah um okay so that's my milan's in my feeling scale we'll say from zero to three um i think just some songs to call out for that scale my baby's gonna carry on that's definitely a two i'm getting the shiver down my spine when i hear that um and then i think the other one that stands out is cosmically aligned that could hit a three on a good day I might Ooh, might have to cry a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. Um, Interesting. How are your feelings on this new scale that I've developed? Or do you have any uh, propositions for new tiers? Um, I like it, but I think it's very specific to, like, emotionally charged music. Like, emotionally very feely music. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't work for every album. Sure. Yeah, but for the albums in which it makes sense, yeah, I think this is a really solid system. Thanks. Yeah, and I think, I don't know if I am familiar enough with this album to point out specific songs yet, so I'm just going to give the whole thing a two. Thank you, I would also I got, I got the sh- I got the good shivers a few times. Oh, yeah. Oh, they done did something, and I love them for it. Yeah, but generally, I get, I get shivers whenever it's like a really specific like drop or a hit, rather than like just like over time through a mood or something yeah that's interesting there's different i guess we could elaborate on more reasons as we encounter them for getting shivers yeah i think if we want to give an overall like message is that all people experience music differently and that the experiences you have with music are personal and while it's important that we share our different perspectives but you should also learn to value your own perspective and you should also know that objectively this album fucking bangs. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> all all perspectives are valuable. If you don't like this song this album, you're a crazy person. That's a great note to end it on. Alright. So 
I wrote down what we have here. Would you like to say what the name of the album is? I'm excited. I see that you have for us uh, the album Bon Voyage by Melody's Echo Chamber. And I've heard you talk about this band before. Yeah, this is a French artist who uh, does a lot of bilingual work. So some songs are in French, some songs are in English, and some songs are actually both in English and French with certain sections and certain languages. I really like her stuff. I found it last year when I was doing some schoolwork. And like after listening to the first song on this album, it's just like it's something hit. And then like I just immediately fell in love with this album. Cool. I hope this I is, have that experience. Yeah. It's a very me style album. So it's very eccentric and strange and uh, not always cohesive, but I still love it. All I have to say, Sacre Bleu. Sacre Bleu. All right. Wait, sorry, here's my little non sequitur, or actually rather tangent, because it's quite related to what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> you know where the phrase sacré bleu comes from? No, I don't. So it used to be sacré dieu, which is like, holy God, but they thought that was a little too, I guess, um, vulgar. So they actually yeah. say sacré bleu, like blue, and just for, mm-hmm. only for the reason, because bleu sounds like dieu. I didn't know that. Which is funny, because I, like, I, I said that to myself the day. I was like, sacre bleu. And I was like, what do you mean, sacred blue? What does that mean? <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I definitely am pronouncing this wrong. <laughs> and then I looked it yeah. up. I was like, no, I'm right. That makes sense. It's like uh, how in Quebec all the s- uh, swears are very religious. Yeah, tabernacle. Tabernacle. Sorry for all the French listeners out there. Yeah, I was going to say, our next episode is going to be the worst if you actually know French. <laughs> Uh, for context, we uh, we ju- I think this is an important thing to talk about in terms of our, uh, uh, I guess, housekeeping for our podcast. Uh, my lovely girlfriend, Priyanka, was nice enough to make us a very uh, cute and a stylish uh, cover art for our podcast, which we have now used. And I think because of that, we collectively decided that our podcast looks professional enough that we could share it with the outside world now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, for reference, the former... Um, podcast art we had was a really terribly cropped and blurry image of me and Razzie on a bus because <laughs> as as they say in memes it's the closest homies that you don't have any good photos with yeah I also cr- cropped out Razzie's brother Haffy from the image <laughs> <laughs> yeah finally and then just within uh, the podcast hosting website I slapped together this image with uh, some text on top of it and it had like a little watermark of um, Anchor which is our hosting website which shout out they're pretty sick and also it's for free uh, yeah. but this new art is a lot better and now we have a, a fresh face yeah it's beautiful and now I have to be a little bit more careful with my words because possibly people that are close to me are listening to this <laughs> I mean chances are much better now this isn't just for us now that we force people to start listening to it yeah gun emoji listen to this we like it yes please please let us know how we can make this better because god knows that we're just throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks um i had another comment oh you saw this from um, a dear listener which again is just a euphemism for our friend (laughs) (laughs) who said that my audio sounded like trash in the first couple episodes so i hope we improved it this time because i finally figured out how to record it on my end rather than through the interwebs so we'll see how that turned out all right perfect you have any other housekeeping there as 
do I have any other housekeeping? No, I don't. I just say love yourself, love each other, say and, hello to your mother. And love this album. And love this album. This is a very solid album. And I'm very excited to talk about next time's album. Whenever that happens, because now that we have school, we'll probably have less free time now. Yeah, we'll probably get like one or two in in the first month, and then after that, it'll be hell. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we should uh, try to do it like a weekly thing, like maybe next next Saturday or next Saturday or something. Yeah, I'm down to try weekly. Uh, yeah, sure. I'm down to try weekly. Cool. I think this next album will go down easy for me, so hopefully I'll be excited about it and ready to talk about it soon. <laughs> we'll see. This is either going to be a love it or hate it for you. <laughs> okay, I'm excited because I, I know you've told me to listen to this before, so now I am successfully being forced. Contractually obligated. <laughs> Handshake agreement. Yeah, I just hand shook my own hand because I can't shake yours. <laughs> I heard the clap. <laughs> All right. So, uh, I'm Resi Sayed. My name is Milan, and with me I also have Mr. Cat, who has peacefully fallen asleep. And thank you for listening to the Lovely Boys Club.